So now I'm gonna tell you the, sec the third part of the cleages. 10 minutes, the 30 minutes, okay? Then the Greeks rise up, joyful that the king has so kindly invited them to stay. Alexander is well to come, for he lacks nothing that he desires, and there is no noble at the court who does not address him kindly and welcome him. He is not so foolish as to be puffed up, nor does he vaunt himself, nor boast. He makes acquaintance with my lord Gawain and with the others, one by one. He gains the good graces of, all them, of them all. But my lord Gawain grows so fond of him that he chooses him him as his friend and companion. The Greeks took the best lodgings to be had with a sitting of the town. Alexander had brought great possessions with him from Constantinople, intending to give heed above all the advice and counsel of the emperor, that his heart should be ever ready to give and dispense his riches well. To this end, he, he devotes his efforts living well in his lodgings and giving and spending liberally as his feet in one so rich and his heart dictates. The entire court wonders where he got all the wealth that he bestows, for on, on all, the, all sides he presents the valuable horses which he had brought from his own land. So much did Alexander do in the performance of his service, that the king, the queen, and the nobles bear uh, him great affection. King Arthur, about this time, desired to cross over into Brittany, so he summons all his barons together to take counsel and inquire to whom he may entrust England to be kept in peace and safety until his return. By common consent, it seems, the trust was assigned to Count Angris of Windsor. For it uh, was their judgment that there was no more trustworth lord in all the king's realm. When this man had received the land, King Arthur set out the next day accompanied by the queen and her themselves. The Britons uh, make great rejoicing upon hearing the news in Brittany that the king and his barons are on the way. Into the ship in which the king sailed there entered the, uh, no youth or maiden save on Alexander and Soridamors, whom the queen brought with her. This maiden was scornful of love, for she had never heard of any man deign to love, whatever might be his beauty, prowess, lordship, or birth. And yet the damson was so... And what the lord should never thought of love. Now love will make her grieve. Sorry guys, I make a mistake. So I'm gonna repeat the same things again. This maiden was scornful of love, for she had never heard of any man whom she would deign the love. 
whatever might be his built prowess, lordship, or birth. And yet the damsel was so charming and fair that she might feel fitly have learned of love if it had pleased her to lend a willing ear. But she would never give a thought to love. Now love will make her grieve and will avenge himself for all the pride and scorn with which he has always treated him. Carefully, love has aimed his dart with which he pierced her to the heart. Now she grows pale and trembles, and in spite of herself, must succumb to love. Only with great difficulty can she restrain herself from casting a glance toward Alexander, but she must be on her guard against her brother, my lord Gainway. Gainway. Dearly, she pays an atonis for her great pride and disdain. Love has hated for her a bath, which heats and burns her painfully. At first it is grateful to her, and then it hurts. One moment she likes it, and the next she will, ha she will have none of it. She accuses her eyes of treason and says, My eyes, you have betrayed me now. Uh, my heart, usually so faithfully now, bears me ill will because of you. Now what I see distress me, distress, nay, verily, rather do I like it well. And I actually see something that distress me, can I not control my eyes? My strength must indeed have failed, and little should I esteem myself, if I cannot control my eyes and make them turn their glance elsewhere. Thus, I shall be able to baffle love in his efforts to get control of me. The heart feels no pain when the eye does not see. So, if I do not look at him, no harm will come to me. He addresses me, no request or prayer, as he would do were he in love with me. And since he neither loves nor esteems me, shall I love him without return? If his beauty allures my eyes and my eyes listen to the call, shall I say that I love him just for that? Nay, for that should be a lie. Therefore he has no ground for complaint, nor can I make any claim against him. One cannot love with the eyes alone. What crime then have my eyes committed, if their glance but follows my desire? What is their fault, and what their sin? Ought I to blame them then? Nay, verily. Who then should be blamed? Surely myself, uh, who have them in control. My eye glances at nothing unless it gives my heart delight. My heart ought not to have any desire which would give me pain. Uh, yet its desire causes me pain. Pain. Upon my faith I must be mad. If to please my heart I wish for something which troubles me. 
If I can, I ought to banish any wish that distress me. If I can, Medlon, what have I said? I must indeed have little power if I have no control over myself. Does love think to set me in the same path which is wont to lead others astray? Others he may lead astray, but not me who care not for him. Never shall I be his, nor ever was, and I shall never seek his friendship. Thus she argues with herself, one moment loving and hating the next. She is in the such doubt that she does not know which course she had better adopt. She thinks to be of the defense against love, but defense is not what she wants. God, she does not know that Alexander is thinking of her too. Love bestows upon them equally such a share as they do. He treats them very fairly and justly, for each one loves and desires the other. And his, and his love would be true and right if only each one knew what was the other's wish. But he does not know what her desire is, and she knows not the cause of his distress. So guys, that's it for today, okay? So I'm gonna start reading tomorrow or in the late night, and see you again soon. Bye-bye.